The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm very excited to share another hour with you. We always keep talking about the importance of the symbolism of Goldilocks. Goldilocks is all about how do we make our choices and make our life decisions in a way that we are not in either extreme, but we are taking that middle ground in a balanced, harmonized way so that none of our choices get in the way of making subsequent choices. And keeping in the theme of Goldilocks and building on the approach of Goldilocks for each of our personal and economic empowerment, today we want to take some time to talk about why what happens to us should not become our destiny. What happens to us is a part of how life unfolds. It is not planned. It comes and hits us at the most inopportune moment. But our resilience and our ability to withstand that, overcome that, and deal with it, just taking a page from Goldilocks' approach, is going to help us deal with our choices better and puts us in a position of not being a victim, but being a survivor. You might think, oh my God, it's so easy for her to sit on the other side of a microphone and talk about it this way. But we are going to get into the subject a little deeper because I, from my personal experience, just like every one of you, have been through this sometimes, somewhere, somehow in our lives. This is how life works. And taking a page from our own experiences, we are going to talk about how a difficult conversation can help us look at a traumatic experience we have all gone through. And through that conversation, learning from how other people have dealt with it, finding our courage and our inner strength to transcend and build the grit that fuels the engine of purpose and meaningful life. In this process, we are going to find ways to transcend everything that comes our way because our ultimate goal is to seek that peace and happiness that we all crave. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter where we're going. It doesn't matter what ultimately our goal is. Everything surrounds those two things. We all define happiness and peace differently. But those are the two things as human beings we have the quench 
and the yearn for. So to have this conversation with me, I have a friend of mine, somebody I met by chance, and as life has it, chance meetings become very serendipitous and we become friends and we share journeys. Joining me in this episode, Rising Above, Take a Chance on Yourself, is a woman who was thrust into circumstances, not of her making, but chose to rise above and in the process found her purpose. Let me introduce you to Nancy Nelson, the author of Living from the Ledge. She's a mom, author, speaker, coach, and a survivor whose goal in life is to change the conversation around grief and the perceptions and taboos surrounding them. Author of Lessons from the Ledge, Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Cass. It's a privilege. I am so excited to have met you at a different stage in your life and then have you on my show as you go to publish this book and you're making a tremendous amount of impact in helping people read and understand and help deal with their own grief and their own trauma. So as we start our conversation, I really would like for us to take a step back and think about how we first met sitting at a Starbucks, having a cup of coffee. Why don't you take us through that journey only because that moment, I think, encapsulates what we all go through when you're in a traumatic situation and you're trying to deal with it. Right, absolutely. Well, I remember um, getting involved in the B2B group in Crystal Lake at the Chamber of Commerce because I was just starting out my coaching program I was on my own and deciding what it was I wanted to do when I grew up (laughs) in sort of a way. (laughs) And so I know that one of the members, Ken, had uh, suggested that we meet. And I remember sitting down with you and feeling like we were old souls who had known each other for a Mm -hmm. very long time. And it just unfolded uh, very easily, very beautifully and you've always been someone that I have absolutely admired and appreciated your support Um, and we also I believe ended up being I remember saying that I was your chairman of vice but I was the vice chairperson when you were the chairperson of that b2b group yeah so we Mm -hmm. worked together in that in that regard as well so Mm -hmm. I've always looked up to you as a strong woman and someone to emulate and and admire so what struck me at that meeting is in spite of we're going to go into some of the details without giving away the plot of your book sure but what struck me is having been through such an enormous amount of horrifying experience as not just as a person, but as a mother raising two kids, you still had the resilience and the wherewithal to keep doing the things you needed to do to stay focused on those baby steps of life, not giving up, taking one step at a time, because the more steps you take, you're going somewhere. Right, right. Well, and part of it was feeling as though I didn't have the choice to just sort of curl up into a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a certain amount of things that I still had to do. I, you know, at the time that I had my job, I had to go to my job. I had to contain my children's grief and be there for them and figure things out as a solo mom and as a, you know, as a, a woman alone and that kind of thing. Um, what was 
interesting for me was kind of seeing how things were converging together from years before and Mm -hmm. also combining kind of what the lessons that I learned or the way that I became in my upbringing Mm -hmm. to have that grit, you know, to have that kind of warrior feeling about that of we just got to do this. I've got to just keep moving and I've got I really, really have always believed that everyone has something amazing to accomplish and a purpose for being here that nobody else can do. So for me, it was, okay, I've been dealt this hand. How does this hand then play into my purpose? How does this utilize the um, gifts that I have and the, the strengths that I have and the skills that I have? And so I kind of looked at it every day as an adventure. Like, what do we get? How is this going to mm-hmm. unfold today? You know, what puzzle piece am I going to find to start to put into that, to start to see that bigger Mm -hmm. picture? And you never lost your inner joy, though. That's one of the things that I will always remember about you. You and I worked together. We worked together to partner with you and help you start building your business, become, you know, so part of what we did as that uh, Chamber of Commerce group is help each other do the small business startup, right? Right. So in that process, we also found that the ability to see your innocence of humor and bring that out is a good balancing act when you're dealing with, you know, horrific things in life. I mean, that's bound to happen. You can't change that, right? Right, right. And you have a choice with the way that you choose to deal with things, mm-hmm. right? One of the one of my favorite quotes, uh, I had a couple of them, but one of them was, um, life is not about waiting for the rain to stop or mm-hmm. the storm to stop. It's about learning to dance That's in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm not what has happened to me. I'm what I choose to become. Mm-hmm. You know, things um, in life happen. They're not fair. Um, they're horrific. Um, we've all had ledges that we've been on. There's always loss. But... We can either white knuckle it or we can open handedly say, what am I learning from this and how do I grow from this and how do I move forward from this? And I really believe and I've always believed that none of this was a surprise to God Uh (laughs) as I was going through it. And I also always believed that he would turn my morning into dancing. And he has Uh and he continues to. I've had my moments. We all have, yes. you know, it's part mm-hmm. of being human to have those those dark yeah. places. But if you didn't have the dark, then you wouldn't have the light. Yes. And I, I don't want to live beige. Yes. I don't want to live beige. Yeah. Because you don't know what you, unless you've not had it, you don't appreciate, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that brings up a good uh, memory for me. Um, as some of my audience already know, I've mentioned this in one of my earlier shows, I grew up in the middle of a 30-year bloody civil war, and I had watched some of my classmates get killed while going to school. I've watched my family and friends be tortured and killed by my own government. So I grew up in a very rough, rough, unimaginable environment as a child. And I left home at 16 to raise my siblings and put myself through school in another country. And as I was leaving a friend of mine, my classmate, who's a Muslim girl, and I bring up the religion only because I want people to understand that diversity and caring and loving and sharing is all part of who we are, regardless of what the politicians put labels on. Yeah. Right. And this girl came running. She had saved her pocket money and she brought me a little uh, framed picture. And it had two cats climbing on a little basket mm-hmm. of wool balls. Mm-hmm. And the words underneath that says, faith isn't faith until it's all what you're holding on to. Yep. So as you talk about what memories you bring from childhood, 
to me, it's some of those memories that actually help you hold on to something. Right. And then bring that into your adult life. Right. As you, as you deal with your grief, but it doesn't go away. Right. It never goes away. Um, I like to look at it as it it's part of the braid of our life. And in the case where you've lost something, you're working on taking out the actual thing from the braid and rebraiding in the memories mm-hmm. of it. So it's not as sharp and as painful. It mm-hmm. becomes kind of weathered over time like sea glass, but mm-hmm. it's always there and it becomes part of you. But it's in those places that you really find out what you're made of, you know, and you really Definitely. find out what you have to offer and what you can endure. And if you grab onto that and you allow that to be your story without any apology, it's amazing how many people respond to that and then share their stories as well. And there's this perception that, you know, oh, well, that means that I'm broken somehow. And to me, I like the image of the the vase that's that's glued back together with, with gold mm-hmm. because that's what makes us interesting. Yes. Those little cracks are where the light comes out and our souls meet each other because we drop the mask because mm-hmm. everyone has stuff. Everyone has situations and circumstances they go through. And if you haven't had it yet, you know, you're going to have it at some point. Sorry. Wish I could, you know, it just <laughs> depends on what it is and when. Yes. So life doesn't happen like a cardboard cutout in a, you know, a movie magazine or nope. one of these pop culture magazines. Nope. It is not, it's not resolved in a, in yes. a two hour movie. Yes. It's ongoing and yes. it's up to you as to how you choose to meet each day. Yes. It reminds me of the home and garden shows where they make brand new furniture and they take hammers and beat it up to give it that. Right, you know, the patina. The patina. Right, right, yes, right. and that's what makes life. I am so excited to continue this conversation soon after break. And when we come back, I want you to take a moment and talk about what prompted you to take this experience and turn it into a book and continue your journey in multiple directions because you've come a long way, but then you're also taking different not done parts. Yet. Not okay. done yet. It is not yet over. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Empowerment Channel. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars 
cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance, improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining me, Dr. Cass Henry, and my wonderful guest, Nancy, the author of Lessons from the Ledge. Nancy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So as we went to break, I wanted uh, you to think and talk about what prompted you to write this book. Well, my dad actually was a journalism major, and it was interesting. I think I've always felt that I had a book in me, even back, um, going back to when I was in college, uh, I read an autobiography that I'd written way, way back. And it said, mm-hmm. I have a book in me and it's going to be called Growing Pains, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> it's like, oh, somebody okay. already made a show on it. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think it was always there. So I always had this awareness of kind of what was going on in my life. And I have a theater background and that kind of thing. So um, when this whole cir- circumstance happened, and people were going through it with me and I was talking about it to other people. I think it was their reactions of like, wow, you know, this only happens on movie of the weeks and, you know, this kind of thing that I thought there's a lot here for other people. Um, you kind of get immune to it as you're living through it. And it isn't. it wasn't until I would start to explain what was going on in my life and I'd see the reaction and I'd go, wow, I guess this is a really big deal. Woo, I forget, you know. And so as I was moving through that, as I was becoming a coach and all of that and becoming very aware of the process of grief, both in myself and in my children and in people around me in circumstances, um, I just felt that there were a lot of universal things that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And if I had... The the ability to maybe say it in a way that mm-hmm. made sense to a wide variety of people, putting into words maybe what they've always thought, that there was value for that to make a difference in the world. That, that is such a beautiful, beautiful way of sharing your journey with the other so that they can take a page yep. and make it relevant to them. We're not that different. No. None of no, us. No. You know? And it was also very cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. to kind of look back and reflect Mm -hmm. and to see where I was at the time. It helped me with my own grieving process. Mm -hmm. And then it also um, really gave me a lot of um, hope and also a different perspective on how far I've come. I'm sure it also helped you do a lot of introspection. Oh, absolutely. And evaluate what could you do differently, what has changed you. Mm -hmm how far you've come and the journey still ahead because you have a long, long, fruitful life ahead. Well, I hope so. (laughs) I got a lot more, a lot more to do. (laughs) Yes. And I am sure I'm going to have the privilege and honor of watching you do that. Yes, you will. So Nancy, we have a call. So let's go ahead and take Holly, Holly from Adiapak, Illinois. 
Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, well, I read the book and I thought it was wonderful. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist and I've actually been recommending this book to some of my clients that have gone through, you know, loss and trauma and things. And I've gotten great, great feedback from them about how it's really helped them. Um, I guess my question is, you know, do you, you know, the process of writing or journaling about the grief process and what you've gone through and, you know, how, you know, do you have any recommendations for other people that, you know, maybe not professionally as a, as a book, but even just, you know, therapeutically to help them? Well, first of all, I have to say, I had somebody at one point when I was going through all this say, you know, you really had a journal. And I was like, well, you really had to stop telling me what to do. So (laughs) that being said, if it's something that feels right for them, it's a great process. And, you know, in the book, I actually have entries that I made. And I was so glad that I actually had kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, written through it and vented through it and that kind of thing, because I was able to look back and say, this isn't a book about how to do everything perfectly and how to do it right. It's a book about accepting the struggles and accepting, you know, the mistakes, because I don't really believe there are mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I would say mm-hmm. it's very, very valuable for, for people that are bought into it, because it really gives you that chance to go back and look and see how very far you've come. Because it's mm-hmm. it, sometimes you get, you get lost in the weeds when you're in the middle of it. And it's hard to, you know, I look back now and I go, wow, this was from five years ago. Where did five years go? But to be able to look and see how far I've grown, how far my children have grown in all of this, how the things in my life have changed. Um, and the other thing that I did as well that was really helpful when I was going through all of this was I wrote a letter to myself kind of, of five years ago from where I am now. And then I wrote a letter to myself five years from now from where I am in this place. And so that was really a way to, um, I guess, in a lot of ways, um, build my own self up in a time when I really needed that and mm-hmm. perspective. So, mm-hmm. so Holly, uh, you're a professional who counsels people in this field. And yeah. Nancy has been through her own uh, traumatic time that has helped her kind of go through the catharsis of writing the book and different people do this differently right when I went through my trauma as a child I found that reading philosophical things and thinking Mm -hmm. about it and then applying what I read to what was happening to me and writing about it was helpful and as a Mm -hmm. child one of the things I did was instead of writing about me I wrote it as an autobiography of my umbrella that went everywhere with me. So it was my life as seen through the eyes of this umbrella, which is an inanimate object. But as a child, Mm -hmm. it allowed me to deal with my emotion. I come from a part of the world where we do not have counseling. We do not have therapy. We do not have psychologists dealing with kids. I mean, you saw 25 kids shut up and hung on the lamppost and you just kept walking, right? Mm -hmm. So... That, that was one way for me to deal with it, and it helped me. It made me a better uh, reader, a better writer. My vocabulary improved, and mm-hmm. I, I even entered my stories for competitions and won a lot of awards, but everybody would cry that my umbrella has a sad story. <laughs> but depending mm-hmm. on how comfortable people are, there is more than one way to capture this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would think even capturing it in audio in the age of 
all these devices. It doesn't have to be in a ledger, but it can be an audio ledger as opposed to a written ledger. Sure. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And not everybody likes to write or feels comfortable or... Yeah, I know that, fair. you know, doing drawings and using, mm-hmm. my daughter did mm-hmm. that a lot through her grieving. She made collages. Mm-hmm. She would do, um, you know, collages with old pictures and sort of fill in the blanks in between because that was kind of her language. Um, and again, too, with this book, you know, I started this in 2014. You know, everything to, started happening to me in, 20, in 2009. You know, so it was, it took time. It took time mm-hmm. to kind of have things sift out and get perspective it. on it. Yeah, because I, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to do it any time sooner than what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Be- because you start reliving the process when you're sure. writing, and you can't rush through it. Right? right, right. Well, and I had to have kind of the mental space mm-hmm. to to deal with it. I think kind of like the heavy duty every single day blowing up crisis was mm-hmm. gone. So I had mm-hmm. some space to sort of sit in the quiet and let things sift. So a lot of it, I think, is really it, it's a very organic process for me. And I think for most people, you know, I know I was told by someone that I was coaching with who said, you have to keep a journal. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. I can't, it has to happen very naturally. So, and it has to feel right for you. Right. Right. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And it's a timing thing too. So that makes so much sense. Thank you so much, Holly. Thank you for calling in. Thanks Holly. Bye-bye. Thank you. So Nancy, as you were writing this book, there were parts of the trauma you're reliving. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're not writing this in a vacuum. You're going through life. You're raising the kids. How did you deal with opening up all those old wounds? And how do you compartmentalize and deal with that emotion? Because that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess what I did was I stopped compartmentalizing and allowed kind of the floodgates to open, if you will, if that makes sense. I was at a place where I felt... Uh, strong enough and had a firm enough foundation to say, okay, I'm ready to look at this. I'm ready to sort of let it all in and see where I go. I had, um, to be very honest with you, I had some very, very dark days. Um, It was very cathartic from the standpoint of looking back on my marriage and grieving and um, seeing with some distance now the things that my husband did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of kind of being at the end of things and and the anger or the the reaction, mm-hmm. and so that was a really good thing. And in that in that time, I began to miss him, mm-hmm. um, which was a normalizing thing for my children as well because they saw mm-hmm. their mom missing their dad. Um, it was it was one of those things that I one of the biggest things I learned was to just be. Mm-hmm. be in the moment be in the moment I would wake up on days and I would say I'm not feeling it I actually uh, almost had a full year where I just sort of let what I've written settle and marinate I call mm-hmm. you know um, before I went back to start with the editing and really finishing it all up because it just needed it needed to have its weight and its gravity to just be mm-hmm. and um I allowed it very organically to write itself in a lot of ways. And, you know, needing the time to have the clarity 
to be able to really pull out the events and the things and the lessons because yes. when you're yeah. in the middle of it, sometimes you're just really the kinda, emotions are driving it, right? Absolutely. And you're mm-hmm. just trying to get through. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have days that I was like, well, we're all still alive. It's a good one. All right. Let's do this tomorrow. Because <laughs> no, sometimes you have to do that right. when you're going through those situations because if you're not alive, then somebody else will have to take care of things. But if you're right. alive, then you have to figure out a way to move forward. Right, right. It's and there just were, as simple. And there were days where it was messy mm-hmm. and it was not pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, But it was human. And so a big, big process of this whole, you know, um, I worked with a, a coach and a publisher and, and, and she had said, while you're writing, the book writes you. That's true. And it really is true um, in the process because one of the big things that I learned through all of this was to just be, to really just be, and to have those days where it's not there and I go, that's okay, I'm not going to beat myself up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just keep breathing and Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust that this rest is happening for a reason because something is catching up with me. Mm -hmm. Something is catching up to me. I need to stop. I need to slow down. I need to have the dark to appreciate the light. Right. And I just stopped judging myself so harshly. I mean, I used to beat mm-hmm. myself up mercilessly. And this process of the writing allowed me to become my best friend, mm-hmm. to appreciate myself and my journey, which mm-hmm. then in turn overflows into accepting other mm-hmm. people in their journey because we're all just doing the best we can. We're all trying to get by and yeah. do the best we can. Reminds me of the poem that I've always hung on to, Desiderata. Oh, I love that one. The universe is unfolding as it should and we all have the right to be here. Yep. Yep. One of the things we learned mm-hmm. in coaching that was really, really um, a big thing to me was, you know, wherever you are, there you are, right? So wherever mm-hmm. you go, you take yourself with you and you're exactly where you need to be yep. in this moment. And as long as the authentic self is brought into every moment, then there is a way to get past it and find your true purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it unfolds itself. It shows you. It's it's one of those things where once you remove like the shoulds and all of that external judgment and all of that away, it's sitting right in front of you. And it just, it blooms. Yes. Yes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. The human body has different levels of interaction and communications, both at an energetic and informational level. Understand the healing potential and the intelligence hidden within these communications when you tune in to Human Potential and Life Force with Dr. Sun. Are health conditions preventing you from achieving effective potential? Can Life Force, also known as Chi, help your quality of life, relationships, and creativity? Find the answers every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. 
Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drcasshenry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Nancy, as we went for break, we were talking about Desiderata and how each of us have a reason to be here and life unfolds as it should. And we just should have the faith and take it one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's amazing to me how many people I meet that want to have all of the answers right now. And Mm -hmm. they're frustrated because obviously we can't have all the answers right now. And so, you know, a lot of times it's just a matter of taking that deep breath and getting into your back into your skin. You know, I always think about the fact that if if you're projecting way out ahead and wondering what's happening or what's going to happen, or if you're too busy living in the past, beating yourself up for something stupid you did or what you should have, would have, could have, it feels horrible in this moment because we've just abandoned ourselves. Right. Because we're not in our skin anymore. And so all of those abandonment Mm -hmm. issues come up and it feels horrible. And that's when that moment that I'm like, take a deep breath and get back Mm -hmm. into your body and and stop leaving yourself. And just the things will take care of themselves. You you, you know, you mm -hmm. can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror. Nope. Nor Mm -hmm. can you drive a car if you're so far focused, you miss what's happening right in front Uh of you as well. You need to be present in that moment. And that was a huge lesson in my life. And then especially with Mm -hmm. this with this book. So ultimately, you have taken this journey, being in the moment, keeping perspective of what has happened. Mm -hmm but continuously evolving to the person and the journey you want to embrace, right? Mm -hmm. And in that process, what have you learned about yourself? Well, I've learned I'm kind of awesome, and uh, (laughs) we all are. Um, I think, you know, what has really struck me is I'm very open, I'm very Mm -hmm. honest, I'm pretty fearless because I was in theater my whole life, so I'm I'm used to just kind of letting it all hang out Mm -hmm. and being laughed at or laughed with on stage and that kind of thing. So there really isn't a lot of fear of judgment. And what I've realized is that in sharing my story and in sharing who I really truly am, because Mm -hmm. I'm far more myself now than I ever was before this moment, it allows other people and gives them the permission to also be that way. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cool way to live life because your happiness, your validation, your sense of yourself is not dependent on anything outside of you. And so that's a very powerful place to be. Mm-hmm. And that was that's been my my kind of newest thing that I've really been thinking a lot about is, you know, who has your power? At any given time, who has your power and why? Because mm-hmm. when you hand that over, a lot of times 
they didn't even ask for it. And yes. you go, well, there yeah. you go. And and nobody else puts you as your first, as first priority, right? Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. No one else knows you like you do or yes. can advocate for you the way that you can. Yes. And it's interesting you say. And it's not their job. It's not their job. <laughs> and I always am fascinated when people say they are looking for answers, but I always take a step back and ask people, are you looking for answers or are you trying to find the right choice? Okay, interesting. And yeah. life is about choice upon choice, and every choice we take shouldn't box us in right into a corner, mm-hmm. but open up our choices. And if we approach and life or business, everything we do is a sequence of choices. Right, right. And, you know, our, our gut wants mm-hmm. to tell us what we need to do mm-hmm. all the time, but we just, we don't listen to yes. ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. That's we wait because for, we're not honest with ourselves. Right. And we wait for someone else who's a, a bigger expert to tell us what we're supposed to do with our own lives. Yes. yes. Well, we have Rayanne on the phone. Rayanne from um, Crystal, Crystal Lake, Illinois. Hey, Rayanne. Hey. Hello. 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 Hi, Rayanne. Hey, Rayanne. You hey, have a question hey. for us? I do. Nancy, you know, we have, we have similar situations. They're similar but not the same, but our children have been through similar situations. And my question is, have you found that as you have become stronger and you have gone through the healing process, your children were able to see that and it helped them? Oh, yeah, a- absolutely, Ryan. Um First of all, we're modeling things to them. And they're seeing it, whether they tell us or not. Second of all, in taking my own power back, it allowed my kids to just sort of take care of themselves and not worry so much about trying to take care of me, which is kind of the dynamic that happens whenever, mm-hmm. you know, the, the man is not in the home anymore. So somebody wants to step up and be the man kind of thing. And um, I, I don't react the same way to things anymore than I used to. And so a lot of things are, they get calmer and they're disarmed uh, because the battles that I have now or the the hills to die on that I choose now are mine and they're not leftovers from my previous relationship. They're not, it's not, it's not a leftover based on somebody else's wants or needs. It's based on myself and what my gut tells me that I need to do for myself because, you know, if you don't put the oxygen mask on you first, you can't help anybody else. And the hard part about this, you know, as any mom can see, is that nothing is harder than watching your kids struggle. Definitely. Nothing mm-hmm. is harder in the world. However, it's so important. It's so important to let them figure things out and to realize that they have their journeys. They're going to make decisions and they're going to do things that we don't necessarily agree with. But if we're the the steady Eddie in their life, um, they're going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine in their own way. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a whole different ballgame. It's an absolutely, mm-hmm. totally different ballgame now. And it's important for the children to know that the surviving parent can pull it together and deal with it and not be judgmental about themselves. Right. And that gives the children the permission right. to not be judgmental about themselves. Right. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, modeling um, reality, being able to say, I'm having a, I'm having a tough day today. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling sad today. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to, that I'm crippled and I can't go out and do the things I need to do, but I'm going to be just real honest and say, yeah, today I'm struggling and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just part of being human. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. Thank you, Rayanne. My friend. Thank what? you. Thanks, Appreciate Rayanne. you calling in. Okay. Okay. So, Thanks. Bye. Bye. So as you're going through this healing process and modeling for your children, and obviously there were people around you mm-hmm. that you were able to draw from. We, none of us go through life alone. Right. 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 There are people who nurture us and support us, and sometimes they come and go. Mm-hmm. The universe always provides what we need. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Not everybody who come into our lives stay forever. Right. But they come and go, as the universe decides we need it. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. yes. Yep. And so, as you go through this and you come out of this with a book. Yeah. And with your purpose of sharing your story and through that changing the face of how grief is dealt with. Mm -hmm. Where do you see your journey going? You know, I wake up every day and kind of go, all right, where are we going today? What's the adventure? I'm not, not necessarily positive because I, again, I'm very much, I will know what I need to know when I need to know it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But right at this point in time, because of a lot of the feedback I've had from people that have read the book, um, I've realized that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of shame out there in the world surrounding the way we deal with things mm-hmm. and the way we handle things. And so, I really believe that you know, as I believe everyone has a purpose. If I had to put it into a, a little nugget, it would be the purpose of my being here is to single handedly change the face of grief and how we talk about it in our society and how we deal with it. Because I really believe that grief is just a part of our humanness. Because mm-hmm. we're relational people and relationships end and things change. Mm-hmm. And every change creates a sense of grief because we're saying goodbye to something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to knock us down every moment of every day. Um, I was going to call the book originally The Gifts of Grief. And I thought no one will buy it unless, unless somebody's like died. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one will buy it. So that's why it's called The Lessons from the Ledge. Because honestly, we all have these lessons. We've all been on ledges. We are going to deal with things ending in our life, whether it's a job or a marriage or, uh, you know, a person passing away or an illness or our children growing up and leaving the nest. All of those things involve a certain form of grief to an extent, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this thing that we go, oh, gosh, what 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 stage are we in? Are we through yet? Are are we done? Is it over? It's never over. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes it's more apparent than other times. And usually... Those times aren't necessarily the times we think it's going to be, like anniversaries and birthdays and things like that. Sometimes it just comes out of left field and knocks you upside the head and you go, wow, where was that hiding? Mm -hmm. But if you give it the attention, call it what it is, you know, um, it usually settles back into its rightful place, but it never never goes away. It's part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And it also transforms us from... A different stage of our journey to another journey, right? Absolutely. Just like the caterpillar thought, life his is over. Life, <laughs> he saw her life is over. All of a sudden, here emerges a beautiful butterfly. Right. Exactly. exactly. And not only does it fly and make things look beautiful, it also pollinates and gives us right. food. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a whole, and it's that's the whole kind of metamorphosis of this whole process in this becoming real that we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the Velveteen Rabbit story, you know. By being loved, you know, we we get rubbed till the fur comes off, you know. But that's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to allow those places in our life to show. And um, 
I think that there's so much energy that gets wasted in this universe trying to pretend we're something we're not or that we've got it all together, whatever that means. That's true. But we also live in a society where everybody is so caught up on that image. Right. And what's and the story <laughs> and the picture and life doesn't happen like that. Right. And you know what? It's that's in our head yes. because all the people we think we're out there trying to impress, they're too busy working on their own stuff and they don't even care. It's like being in junior high and you've got a zit and you go, oh, everybody is looking at my zit when I walked into to the lunchroom <laughs> and they go, no one was looking because we're all looking at our own. Right. <laughs> right. But yet yeah. we give them mm-hmm. our power. Who yes. do you give your power mm-hmm. to? I'm giving my power to the world to judge me. To, you know, my mother, to my children, to the latest love interest. I'm giving that power away mm-hmm. for you to make me feel good about me when in actuality that's not anyone else's job mm-hmm. but our own. Today, Facebook takes a lot of that space, Oh, right? gosh, absolutely. That's why I always make sure when I post on Facebook, I don't always post just the, like, lovely photoshopped moments. There are times when I Facebook, I am in the toilet today, and I am struggling today, and I don't understand how I can get through to tomorrow today. All of those things, because Mm -hmm. I want there to be a normalcy in, it doesn't have to just be all sunshiny and polished, you know? Mm -hmm. We're humans, and... All of those aspects are what make us so fascinating. Yes, life ebbs and flows. Right, absolutely. And the thing is, we connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Not in all, those honest right, moments. Right, Most of the time, there are those gifts in those moments. Let's come back from break and continue this conversation as we get to our final segment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. 
to reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash in a Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We're back with the author of Lessons from the Ledge, Nancy. Nancy, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. So we were talking about how people get so caught up in maintaining an image and getting other people to give them approval and give validation instead of finding that inner peace and taking control of our lives because as the old saying goes nobody takes control of our lives we give over control right right mm-hmm. and knowing that and understanding and actually owning the good the bad the ugly is so important for life itself whether we're going through grief or not mm-hmm. absolutely and I think part of my process in all of this was to really realize that a lot of the you know and you're saying the good the bad and the ugly what makes it good? What makes it bad? What makes it ugly based on who? So now one of the big things that I that I call on when I'm having one of those moments of doubt or I start to feel the anxiety build, you know, I should be doing this or I should be there or I should have this by now or I should be in this particular place. I always ask myself the question says who? Mm-hmm. According to who? The other me? <laughs> Last I knew I was the only one that had been here in my own self, you know. So, um, again, it's that having to do that check on ourselves and say, who's calling the shots? Who do we give our power to? Um, that was one of the beautiful things that happened with, you know, in the midst of the tragedy was that I was like, wow, I don't have to pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry anymore. I'd go to the grocery store and someone would see me, they'd be like, oh. Well, you look good. I'm like, well, thanks. What did you think? I was going to like sit in the corner the rest of my life in an old sweatsuit and never go out? Like, yeah, this is life. You just keep going. It's Mm -hmm. what you do. Um, But it was very freeing Mm -hmm. to not feel like, you know, anyone expected anything from me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't make wild expectations of myself. Like I said, there were days when it was just like, well, we're all still alive. It's a good day, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just learn to take things as they come, mm-hmm. be in that moment, you know, um, and allow yourself to be open to learn what there is to learn out there. And, you know, um, it's a fascinating thing. And it, it, the hard thing is, I should say that the, the strange thing is for most people that haven't been through something um, of a large magnitude is that there are certain things that I think if I could do it all over again, I might handle them slightly differently, differently. but I wouldn't trade Mm-hmm. Where I am today in this moment for anything. Because it is part of who you are. It is part of who I am. And I love I love the life I'm living now and the person that I have been allowed to become mm-hmm. by having all of the shackles off, if you will, yes. which sounds strange. And without those experiences, you wouldn't be here today. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why I say I don't believe that there are any mistakes. I don't think that mm-hmm. things are necessarily bad. All of those things have become experiences and opportunities for us mm-hmm. to be who we are in this moment. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's it's it gives you a, a fearlessness and mm-hmm. it's a really cool way to live life. So that's why you know I don't want the book to ever seem like it's all gloom and doom because it certainly isn't. It's a mm-hmm. lot about the phoenix rising up out of the flames. Mm-hmm. And you have done a good job of actually not letting all of this consume you. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. But take a page from it and use it as a springboard Mm -hmm. to actually find the true person who was always there. Right. But you used it as an opportunity to go find that Nancy. Yeah. And to, well, and to let that Nancy Mm -hmm. come out. I think I lost Mm -hmm. her for a while. Mm -hmm. I know I lost her for a while. So it was almost a a refinding, you know, Mm -hmm. a reintroduction to that person that I was made to be, you know, before the world started closing in on Mm -hmm. things. And we get so caught up in appearances and what will people think? Mm -hmm. Is it appropriate? What are relatives going to say? What is the family going to say? All of that is just noise. It is noise. And it's there's a real freedom when you don't care mm-hmm. anymore about that. And it doesn't mean that you don't care and love those people, but you don't give them the power yes. to judge you anymore. Yes. I always find going to a place where I don't know anybody very freeing because, I mean, I could walk on my head and nobody will ask anything. Right. Because nobody knows me. Right. Right. And how do you take that attitude Mm-hmm. And bring it into your day-to-day world where everybody knows you. Not that you don't care about what other people think, but don't let that control right. the choices, right. right? And there's a fine line. So what would be your advice to the folks listening and the folks who are going to be reading the book on where that fine line is? We're not telling people, don't give a hoot about what the whole world is about. Mm-hmm. No, care, be empathetic, but at the same time, Stay in charge of your own life and control your destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, first of all, you know, that line is something that every person has to determine for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of my message in this book is that you get to write your story. You know, you get to choose and you mm-hmm. should be easy on yourself. You know, be gentle with yourself because you've never been in this moment before. But I will tell you the most freeing thing that I've ever experienced was the fact that the belief that I, I believe everyone is just doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. So if everyone is doing the best they can, including myself, mm-hmm. then I don't take things personally because That's it isn't true. about me. It's about where they are. And that Definitely. was one of the biggest things as far as just blasting through that fear. That That is so important for everybody to remember. Oh, my we God. We all have I, stories. I know. Right? I know. And we are almost at the end of our time. But, Nancy, where can people go and find your book and how they can purchase? Is it available on Kindle? Is it sure. at the at bookstore? This, at this time, it's available on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I will hopefully do Kindle, and I actually would like to do an audio book at some point, but it's Lessons from the Ledge, a little book about big mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it's a, there's a lot to be gleaned from it, and I've just gotten some great feedback, and I'm just, I'm, I'm proud. I'm very, very proud of it. Oh, I am so proud and so happy to have oh. watched you come through this journey at the other end with all this joy and all this energy and mm-hmm. so much vigor to make the kind of change that you envision. And I look forward to maybe having you back on the show talk about how you are changing lives and how you personally are growing as well. So, Nancy, thank you so much for oh, joining me on the show. Thank you for having me, Cass. Love you. I love, love you. I admire though. you. And good luck. And everybody, make sure that if you have an opportunity, go and buy the book, Lessons from the Ledge, authored by Nancy, Nancy Nelson. And this brings us to our our end. So as much as we have thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation and a difficult but important conversation we need to have, I truly appreciate the audience hanging in there taking this continued journey with Nancy and I today. And I look forward to having you back on the show next week. 
We have so much more to talk about as we shape our shared journeys. And remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. Just like Nancy and I met at a Starbucks, and here we are, we have come a long way. Every person we run into have an opportunity to change both parties. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure we go out there and transform lives and don't even for a minute forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then. 